0: I'm not host. <laughs> your host of Two Goalies One Mike. Uh, trying to give you a quick uh weekend wrap up, roundup of what's happened in the NHL this weekend. Buffalo Sabres once again lose to go two and eight in February. Tage Thompson continues on his absolute tear of the NHL, uh, leading goal scorer in the NHL actually since, um, I believe it's February 16th, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, and not to mention uh, just a lot of other stuff going on. First and foremost, obviously, uh, you know, our thoughts go to those people, to the people of uh, Ukraine and the people of Poland who are helping uh, take in refugees uh, with what's going on between, uh you know, Ukraine and Russia, the uh, Russian invasion, the uh, unprovoked uh, invasion of Russia into uh, Ukraine. I have had a lot of thoughts about that over the last few days. I've listened to it nonstop. I've actually kind of stepped away from, you know, uh, watching a lot of hockey just because it's just been very, 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 uh, you know, it, it's very depressing to see what those people are going through Um, where they have to fight for their lives every day. And it really kind of makes you take a step back in your own life here in this country and kind of like, you know, wow, we people like to bicker and yell at each other a lot over politics or you know, ideologies, whatever it might be. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of people over in, in Ukraine, uh, don't share the same beliefs politically, but what they do believe in each other is each other and, you know, staying alive and seeing them fight for each other, you know, just to live for another day. It really kind of like makes you think about things here. At least it has for me and, you know, not to make, you know, make this like a political thing, but like, it makes me want to, you know, makes me more inclined to, you know, refrain from calling somebody not that I have ever before but calling people you know stupid or dumb for having an opinion that's different from mine again not that I did before but it's uh you know it makes you think that you know if those people can come together and fight for each other and fight for the lives why can't we you know do the same here and you know you know be better do we be want another and just be better as a country so you know my thoughts go out to them I, I tweeted out a link uh, yesterday and today. With all the uh, links for GoFundMe's and different foundations that are helping the people of Ukraine and, uh, you know, the people who are taking in refugees in Poland to help them finance, you know, feed more mouths. So please take a look at that. I'll post it again uh, attached to this tweet uh, later on. And uh, and just, uh, you know, I hope, you know, my thoughts go out to all of those people because, you know, it's terrible what they're going through and it's, um, it's very, very, very sad. And, you know, nobody deserves what they're going through right now, you know, and I hope that, you know, things get figured out over there and um, the fighting stops, you know, with that being said um, you've seen Alex Ovechkin take a lot of criticism over the last uh, few days because he's uh, you know, he's advocated for Putin a lot in the past is actually his Instagram profile picture still has Vladimir Putin in it. And um, I'm not going to sit here and demand that this guy denounce Vladimir Putin. Even though I mean, I, I, I'm assumed. I wish he would, and many would, but I understand why he hasn't. He, he it's it's essentially a dictatorship, to authoritarian government, and you know they know they know everything about him and his in his life, where he you know where his family is, his bank accounts. You know, Russia has control of everything. You know, if anyone's ever seen the movie V for Vendetta, um, the way that England was run in that movie, it's a lot very it's very similar to what life is like our everyday day-to-day in Russia. And, you know, I, I understand why a lot of these Russian athletes um, don't um, don't come forward, you know, who have, you know, advocated for Vladimir Putin in the past and, you know, are afraid to say anything because they're afraid for their families and afraid for their livelihood. Um, you know, we, we heard Artemi Panarin be very vocal last year about, you know, Vladimir Putin and the way he runs that country. And you want to know what? Um, I believe hours later he was accused of sexual assault or rape from a girl in Russia. And I, you know, I didn't know the ins and outs of that, but it was very, you know, it it was essentially, you know, a hit job on Russia on Artemi Panarin for speaking out against Vladimir Putin, you know, to scare him, to scare him and his family. And it, you know, I'm sure it sent his entire life into a spiral because of it. So, um, I'm not going to sit here and demand that athletes take a stand against Vladimir Putin. Um, you know, even though you wish they would, but I understand why they don't, um, it's a scary thing to have a guy who could literally, you know, I believe a lot of his family is over in Russia still too. And, you know, you're, you're afraid for them. So I get it. But with that being said, um, to go into ne- obviously the Sabres dropped to two and eight in the month of February, um, 16 wins on the season, uh, you know, not looking good for them. <laughs> at all in the month of february they started off really well uh the games they lost to uh they started off uh, february 1st against the vegas golden knights uh lost a game they should have won five to two uh and then followed up by a loss i believe it was four to three to columbus a game again they should have won goaltending has really hampered this team uh this year and it's no different right now goaltending is hampering them bad play in your defensive zone is hampering them and stopping them from winning games that they should win and but after that they went and went on a two- game win streak I believe they won games against um, Montreal and I'll just take a quick look here um, one games against Montreal and uh, give me one moment it was Montreal and the Islanders uh, beating beating Montreal uh, five to three and then the Islanders uh, six to three you know winning back-to-back games for the first time in a long time And I, uh, you know, I just um, it's it's I would say uh, things were looking good to start February and then just they fell into their old habits, getting leads, not holding on to leads, whether it was a one or two or even three goal lead, like just, you know, not being able to play a consistent 60 minutes of hockey. And that's just been something that's been really hampering them throughout the season and the month of February. Is no different. And there are a lot of bright spots. Uh, and I'll get into those in a minute. John Vogel just released an article from The Athletic that was uh, a very good read. I suggest everybody go take a look at it. Uh, Vogel um, tweeting out the bright spots, at least uh, for the Buffalo Sabres in the month of February. And, you know, things that were leading into the trade deadline. There's a lot of talk around Buffalo guys like Cody Edigan, Anders Bajor, Colin Miller, Victor Olsson. There's some rumors going around uh, with uh, the New York Rangers that the Rangers would be interested in Olson, but they don't think they can take on his cap hit uh, next year. He's an RFA and you know what it would, you know, what it would cost to sign up as an RFA. I mean, I don't know how much it would cost them right now because he is not having a good season. You know, he's had a very, very bad season. So, I uh I I question how much that cap hit would actually be for uh for for the Rangers, and that's not even saying that. Why can't Buffalo take on a bad contract, you know, that has a year left on it to help them to help mitigate that trade? And you know, you always hear names like guys like Capo, Kako, Keandre Miller being involved in trade discussions. Obviously, they have all those guys were untouchables, you know, during the Eichel uh, dilemma, you know, the the saga that was Jack Eichel before we. Have, eventually traded him to the vegas golden knights but um you know they, they all these players were considered untouchable it was almost laughable and now these same players are being talked about in possible trade scenarios with victor olifson of all guys so i, I that's interesting I, I i really do hope he has dealt with the deadline because i think he is a very one-dimensional player um power play specialist and he's a perimeter shooter Uh, He doesn't really do much for you. He doesn't really get in the dirty areas of the game. He has a physical presence out there. Um, He's not a playmaker by any stretch, but he has one of the most deadly shots in the league. Uh, But the thing is, we haven't seen him use it, like, literally at all in a month. Like, it's been non-existent. Uh, Some people speculate whether or not he's been playing injured. I don't know. I mean if he has been playing injured, why would you, why not shut him down for a few weeks? Cause I don't understand what you're doing. At least, especially if you think you're thinking about trading, what you're doing with this guy's trade value, keep trying him out there. Let him, if he is hurt, let him get healthy. I I, I don't know. I'm not, this is just speculate. I'm not saying he's hurt. He just doesn't look like the same player that started the season. and played a lot last season. I know he hasn't had Jack Eichel, a guy who really um, helped, helped him score a lot, you know, when he was lighting the lamp, but um, you know, Tage Thompson at center, you know, you think is a guy with his size and his creativity could not, maybe not fill the shoes of a Jack Eichel, even though he's played unbelievably well this season. Again, we'll get into that in a minute, Uh, but I mean, he's not scoring at all. He has two goals in the last 28 or 29 games, whatever it is. It's, it's deplorable. Absolutely deplorable how bad that guy has played over uh, the last stretch of games. It's or not stretch this entire stretch of games where he hasn't just has not uh, been effective. Hasn't been on the score sheet, even in, in the assist column. He's non-existent, non-existent on the power play. Um, they have to get him going. They just have to. So um, I don't know what has to be done to get him going, but um Get, a, get You know, you have to have to find a way to get him on the score sheet more here leading to the trade deadline because he's a guy I just don't see a future for in Buffalo, and I definitely want to uh, – I, I definitely hope that we could get him uh, – get, get a decent return for him. You know, right now, if you were to ask me, it'd be a second-round pick, but I want more for that from Victor Olsen because we've seen how deadly he can be once he is, you know – when he is uh, scoring consistently and he is a very, that de- he is a very deadly shooter uh, power on the power play, man, one of the best in the league when he's going and you know, teams, especially a team like the Rangers could really use that, you know, not say put him over the top. Uh, Cause that is a very good hockey team, but a guy who will come playoffs when they do make the playoffs, you know, could really help that power play in it because we know how important special teams are in the playoffs. Uh, could be the difference between winning and losing a series. Um, and, you know, and uh, that's a guy that could help you either on your first or second unit. You know, I would probably see him slotting in as a second unit power play guy, you know, and help that unit a lot. So I hope they do get him going. I uh, I just don't see how um, uh, you can you could extend him uh, in the R- I, th- I feel like you have to trade him. You have to and you have to get some value back for him. I uh, but getting into Tage Thompson. Uh, that guy has been absolutely on. Uh, he's been a wagon in absolute electric factory, uh, in this two and eight, uh, in February, in the month of February, again, two and eight, there are some more games in there. They should have won. Uh, I mentioned before, uh, Columbus, uh, you know, um, the Vegas golden Knight game was a very winnable game. That Colorado five, three loss where you saw Tage score a hat trick, very winnable game. Um, uh, you've seen 11 points out of Tage Thompson in these 10 games and uh, eight of those points being goals guys just been an absolute tear. And again, he's been since February, the uh, February 16th, um, he has been uh, the NHL's leading goal scorer, which, I mean, that's not really saying much. It's February 16th. We're still in the month of February uh, right near the end, but I, uh, <laughs> you know, um, he's been fun to watch and, uh if you would have asked me this time last year if i would have ever imagined tage thompson being a 30 goal scorer i would have said you were all out of your mind but it, you know i don't know what don granado's done there and i've had a lot of criticisms of don granado um uh, i know andrew peters uh was very critical of him after that four nothing uh shutout loss to the montreal Canadiens, where he used th- you know he said things like you know they fed off the energy of the crowd i'm like what crowd what crowd in montreal they <laughs> are like I don't. Even, I, I don't know exact number of people there. There were less people in there than a Sabres game. So what crowd, Don? Like that's the, the very, very, the very, very wrong thing to say. Is to part of the reason why you lost. No, you just played like dog shit. You were dog shit, and they've been consistently dog shit a lot in the month of February. Um, and a lot of that does go towards coaching. You, you, you have to have these guys prepared, uh, much like they were to start the season off puck drop. You know, uh, in the beginning of the season, we saw a team that was polar, you know, night, polar opposite night and day difference, different from what we've been used to seeing. Um, and we gave Don Granato a lot of credit for that. Well, if he if we can give him credit, we can give him the criticism of why this team can't seem to string together 60 minute performances, uh, lately, you know, two and eight in the last 10 losing six in a row. Not good. Not good. Donnie Balls not good. So you got to figure this out. Um, we have to be better than this. You know, these games that we should win, we need to start winning again. You can put a lot of it on goaltending, but you know, at the end of the day, like you already know that you, you're going to struggle in that department. You have to score more. You have to find their power play has essentially been atrocious. I I'm not sure the percentage, you know, where they rank right now, but, uh, it's been non-existent almost. And, um, when a team, when you're a team that struggles to score and, you know, you struggle in net, um, and even Craig Anderson has struggled a lot, uh, in recent games. Um, you need, you need to, you need to take advantage of your special teams opportunities. You need to score goals. So, um, also, uh, before we, uh, you know, cap things off here, obviously you saw the stadium series. That was an exciting, uh, exciting game to watch. Uh, played in Nashville. So um, always the outdoor games are always like a ton, a ton, a ton of fun to watch. Um, and uh, we have the heritage classic coming up here in Buffalo. Um, uh, not here in Buffalo, but uh, in Hamilton. Um, not sure what the capacity is going to look like for that game. It'd be a fun game to go to. I've been to both uh, NHL, uh, state Buffalo Sabres outdoor games. I, I traveled to uh, city field in New York, uh, New Year's Day when they played the Rangers in the Winter Classic. That was a ton of fun. Uh, um, me and my buddy John, uh, drove there on a whim, went. It was a great experience with my buddy Kenny. Uh, it was a sit- night before the Bills broke the playoff drought, which was an un- unbelievable time. And, uh, it was fun getting, around, getting to walk around New York city for the first time ever seeing the Christmas tree down there was great. And then obviously uh, the the winter classic, the very first ever winter classic here at orchard park, uh, sleeping out at the field house the night, the tickets went on sale, ton of fun. Uh, and now you have the heritage classic being played in Hamilton against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that just, you know, had possibly one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting game of the season so far against Detroit, blowing a seven, two lead in the, uh, almost blowing a seven, two lead in the third period where they almost let uh, Detroit come back and tie it where the Toronto would ultimately win 10 to seven. I think Marner had a hat trick in that game uh, really put the team on his back. Um, You know, you saw a goalie change between, I mean, you would, you definitely see a goalie change when you let seven goals and 17 goals in one game. When's the last time we can, we've ever seen anything like that in the NHL. It's been a very, very, very long time. I couldn't tell you last time I ever been up for Buffalo. It's probably been a well over a decade, but a uh, fun game to watch. Um, absolutely, you know, fans got their money's worth that night. Even if you we were a Detroit fans, like, holy shit, my team scored seven goals and we still lost. Um, but you know, I you know, I I crave, I I I need, I wish we could have that kind of hockey here again in Buffalo. Um, I think more people would show up and watch, even if the team was bad. But if you were scoring goals and just putting on exciting performances, you know, you would feel to fill that arena more. And it's, uh, it's been a struggle to watch, struggle to stay awake. As I said, plenty of times before struggle to stay awake even during games. So um, I, uh, I hope that, you know, we can have that type of game uh, back in Buffalo again, and being led by players like Tage Thompson, uh, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dalim. We already heard uh, last week, this last week it was reported that, uh, you know, Elliot Friedman uh, said on After the Whistle that uh, you would expect Owen Power after the college season is over with to um, sign with Buffalo and play games in the spring, which is very, very exciting. You know, maybe, you know, I, I don't think it would uh, match up with the tournament. I, I don't know how the college season, maybe somebody in the comments on YouTube can enlighten me, but um, if that, if him signing the end of college season would uh, coincide with April 1st being RJ night, you know, I think RJ should have the opportunity to call it a one power game. I'm sure he will get an opportunity too. but um, what a, what a great way to highlight, you know, that night, the banner raising is featuring uh, it's uh, most recent first overall pick um, in Owen power uh, showing up and, you know, being the guy that uh you know we all hope helps save this franchise going forward so it would be nice to see on banner night you know for RJ Owen Power debuting for the Buffalo Sabres and getting a few games in there and getting that that arena full because we do we need to we need to fill that arena it's uh it's it's dreadful for, especially for that night we there can't be an empty seat we we like i have too much respect for Rick Jenner i'll be there that night um i would say honestly the 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 nights this season that you would probably get a close to a full house would be that night probably you know fan appreciation night if they're still going to do that at the end of the season like they normally do and uh jack Eichel's homecoming against vegas i believe it's march 10th which will be featuring uh Bucci from uh espn plus john across mr college hockey mr uh chicken parm Himself will be here on Tugalism, like I believe the night before. So stay tuned for that, it'll be a lot of fun. I see we have a few comments in here from YouTube, uh, paramat pictures, Ukraine independence, absolutely. Um, as I stated, start the start this episode of I'll Hang Up and Listen, that it's uh, very, very depressing to see what's going on over there. What you know, the uh, unprompted and you know criminal invasion of russia into ukraine that's turned vladimir putin to a war criminal so i uh 100% uh um <coughs> uh agree you know ukraine independence i stand with ukraine for sure as i've stated plenty of times over the last few days um from are new uh where is hauser considering our to any situation i'd like to see him get a few more starts i'm all on uh, the brick hauser train um Fun story. Um, obviously, he's not an NHL goaltender, but, I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> you know, you know if, he, if he can go out there and get another win for Buffalo and add to, add, add to his uh, career stat line of uh, wins versus losses, I'm all for it. But uh, I also do want to win hockey games. Craig Anderson gives you the best opportunity to win, but he has not been good uh, in recent games for Buffalo. Uh, and a pair of pitchers again. In one of the latest mock drafts, a later first-round pick has us getting Maverick uh, Lamaru. I want him on on his name alone. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, definitely got to look out for in the, uh, 2002, 2022 NHL NG draft for sure. Uh, and it's so depressing at this point in the year, we're already looking towards the draft, you know, and again, the trade deadline is, is, is approaching. We're going to see guys like Cody Eakin and Colin Miller probably be dealt maybe his honors, uh, be on his way out. Um, Uh, I just uh, it's, it's depressing to say the least um, that we're already looking towards next season Um, and a season that started off pretty well for Buffalo. Uh, There were a lot of reasons to be optimistic not thinking that we make playoffs, but at least have a reason to go to games and be in attendance. But nope, even with the COVID restrictions being relaxed, uh, it just announced that it was yesterday. Uh, I, I highly doubt that, um, you're going to see many more people in, in center. So uh, anyway, we have another comment here from Jan's John Stanton. Man, I think, I think I might cry when RJ's banner goes up that night. You're, you're not going to be the only one, man. He's all, but he's been part of all of our childhoods. We all have a great RJ memory. Um, you know, I, I, you know, he's part of the reason why I fell in love with Sabres hockey. It was, it just wasn't Dominic Kashuk. It was, you know, uh, it was RJ, you know, his, in, in you know, infamous way of, you know, being so creative with his, uh, broadcasting and his play-by-play and just really, even if you're listening on the radio, bringing the game to your life, bringing the game to life for you. Uh, it's, uh, it was always, you know, it's fun, fun to watch when he's broadcasting, doing play-by-play. It's fun to listen to on the radio. I remember during the, the October storm by candlelight on IMFM radio, listening to the game, uh, Buffalo beating Detroit, I believe it was in a shootout and, um, you know, it was, uh brought to life for me that night and I remember specifically a lot of certain moments in that game especially the shootout with RJ's voice being attached to it so I really hope Buffalo does good by uh by Rick Jennerat um that night in particular because he deserves it man he deserves absolutely the best and I hope they do they do good by him because it's been again very depressing uh depressing season in in fact uh his final season with the uh Rob Calling game for the Buffalo Sabres, unless for some reason they bring him in to do spot duty at some point. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know who the next play by is it, it going to be? Um, uh, who is it doing? Who's doing it now? I can't even remember his name. Um, Dan Dunleavy. Sorry, Dan Dunleavy. Uh, next, uh, possibly the next play by Billy. I he can't even hold a candle to RJ. So, but uh, to, to wrap things up here, um, You know, we have uh, an article dropped by John Vogel with The Athletic that had uh, the headline. We're as frustrated as anybody. We broke down a cold February for the Sabres by the numbers. Um, And again, leading off, Tage Thompson with a 20 and a half shooting percentage was out of this world. Guy's release is so deadly and so lethal. Um, He has been absolutely on fire um, with a season average of connecting 13.4%. He's got 22 goals on the season. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, there's no reason to think that guy won't eclipse at the pace. He's at 30, 35 goals easy. So um, again, this time last year, I would have never guessed that Tage Thompson would be a 30 goal scorer. I would have put money on it. That wouldn't have happened. But, you know, we're, I was wrong. met Plenty of us were wrong. Um, another comment here. Uh, oh yeah, man. I get goosebumps every time I see here, the jury goal against the Rangers. Who doesn't man? Uh, who doesn't? I have a, uh, you know, I have some cool stuff coming on the pipeline, some, some apparel going to That's going to feature RJ's uh, famous goal call. Some of you, uh, some people ha- that have seen it. Um, I hope they, they enjoy it. Um, it's going to do a, a line of shirts commemorating a lot of his, uh, the special moments we've had as Sabres fans because of Rick Jenner and i uh, other other positive notes, Alex Tuck, 10 points in the last 10 games. He's been um, absolutely, you know, the leader of this team since, you know, making his Sabres debut. Um, really brought a lot of potas of energy to this fan base, to that locker room. So, I mean, yeah, I'd say right after Tage Thompson, how can you not say Alex Tuck's name? For the second straight month, the right winger has averaged a point per game. He did it just four he did it just four times in 25 months with Vegas, which is mind blowing with a team as good as Vegas was and has been since they've come to the league. Uh, Jeff Skinner has all four of his goals in February have been at even strength. Uh, very positive thing. Um, you know, we, Jeff Skinner's always been known to be a uh, even strength goal scorer throughout his career, especially with Buffalo. That year, he had 40 um, 40 with Jack, like, I think 32 of those goals were at even strength. So he's always been an unbelievable, um, even strength five on five goal scorer, Kyle Posto five goals in the last nine games. Another guy, big surprise. Um, I've heard uh, on other podcasts too that you know Kyle Posto really put the work in in the offseason, his body and his dieting and his training to be ready for this year, and it's shown in his game. He's really shut up, including shut up a lot of people, including myself. So uh, February is I. Koso's highest scoring month in a Sabres uniform. The five goals were his most in a month since he scored six in March while playing for the Islanders. Um, kind of a, you know, not a great thing in here, but a low point, 3.7 shooting percentage for Dylan Cousins. The forward's 27 shots ranked fourth on the team, but he found the net just once for his worst shooting performance of the season. Peyton Krebs, three power play points. The Rook is the only player with more than two points on the man advantage, which again is unacceptable on a team that's going to struggle to score and struggle to keep pucks out of their own net. You have to take advantage of your special teams opportunities and Peyton Krebs being the only guy with more than two uh, points on the man advantage in February is uh, pretty pretty depressing. Um, Sabres were four for 24 on the power play in the month of February. So far at 16.7%. That is That's garbage. Absolute garbage uh Henry you with a plus one rating which is again we don't rat you seen guys with plus ratings uh on this team in a while so to see Henry you at least in just this month have a positive i've been pretty critical of him uh he does you know he does he does do things well out there on the ice paired with Rasmus Daleim but there's a lot of times you know especially when it comes to the physical side of things you're left wanting a lot more with uh Henry Jokiarju Cody Eek in 62.3% of faceoffs Unbelievable again. I'm not going to get too deep in this I want you guys to go I'll read it. Uh, unbelievable work here by John Vogel. Um, some of the, some of the not so bright spots, uh, Raspas Asplin zero goals in the last 10 games. A guy I think you will see dealt the deadline for sure. Uh, Asplin, you know, maybe he gives some another team, a good team, some help in their bottom six, but I have no use for Rasmus Asplin anymore, honestly. Uh, guy started off playing very well but he's just really tailed off this back half of the season. And I, I mean, I don't need to trade him, but I won't be surprised if he is gone. Um, Casey Fitzgerald and John Hayden, 17 penalty minutes. One of the few things that went well for the Sabres was their penalty kill. It ranks 10th in the league this month at 87 and a half percent. They didn't go to the box much sitting tied for 15th with only 84 minutes, but Fitzgerald and Hayden have had ordinary moments. Uh, again, quoting, uh, Quoting John Vogel in this article. Hayden got all 17 penalty minutes at once. <laughs> Not surprising. Taking offense to Ottawa's Austin Watson hitting Jacob Bryson on February 17th. We all remember that. Hayden earned an instigator minor, fighting major, and a 10-minute misconduct. Fitzgerald picked up a 10-minute misconduct for tangling with Vegas's Max Pacioretty on February 1st and fought Montreal's Brendan Gallagher on uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, Robert Hag, another guy I would expect to be dealt at deadline, has been healthy scratched a lot, which is kind of surprising because it's a guy you're probably gonna want to try and deal at the deadline, unless you're trying to keep him healthy. But at the same time, it's like I believe I want to say he's a right-handed shot defenseman, uh, which is valued at the deadline. But I mean, what's Robert Hag gonna get you, honestly? um, Not much. I think at the deadline, I mean it's free money. Let's be real; he's part of the Line lining trade that got you uh, a first, a second, and Robert Hag, which mind-blowing, um, to say at least. Another bright spot, Casey Millsat, has played five games in a row, has stayed healthy, Uh only one point in that five-game stretch. Uh But you want to know what? Baby steps getting him back to full health because he is an important part of this team. I still think, he, as far as centers go, he is your best 200-foot hockey player, especially down the middle. Guy plays the game very well on both ends. Um, you obviously, you like just see him getting on the score sheet more often, but he plays a very good defensive-style game at center. And it's very, it's valued for me. Anders Bjork four shots in the last 10 games guys been useless and you, goodbye at the deadline. See ya, you know, disappointing part of the uh, Taylor hall trade, unfortunately. And then Jacob Bryson, even strength goal differential of zero bright spot for uh, Bryce bright spot for Bryson. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we've had our uh, criticism of him over the this, these last stretch of games. Ah, uh, very fast uh, mobile defenseman, but you know lacks some awareness in his own end. But you know, having having an even strength goal differential of zero uh, at five on five—that's you know a little feather in his cap for the month of February, um, for sure. And then obviously we saw the 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 debut of uh, ben, Brandon Byro. Uh, you know, from Shots, they're having himself a great season there and getting a chance to showcase himself in Buffalo for a game, which is nice. Uh, and then again, again, we've said goaltending has been a very low point. Craig Anderson, Dustin Karski, combined eight seventy nine save percentage. That is terrible, um, unacceptable. Uh, but the biggest bright spot for me since uh, you know, this long stretch of games is yesterday. I purchased some beauty sabers memorabilia uh every, you know for those who collect remember the old starting lineup uh figurines well i bought nine of them uh from somebody online thank you jim uh for giving me such a sick deal on all these we got some starting lineup we got a la fontaine here i'll give you guys a quick look at that in the old goat head jersey we got that we got this one's pretty cool um grant fuhrer uh in the um, first year edition of the starting lineup figurines. And I want to say this is 93 or 94. I want to say this is 93. Um, yeah, I would say this is probably, yep, 93. Grant Fuhr, pretty cool. Uh, and then, obviously, that was before this guy took over the net. For Buffalo for a very long time and put on the best career we've ever seen from a goaltender, in my opinion. Maybe not statistically to guys like birder and Wall or, or Sawchuk, but he's the greatest goal that I've ever lived. Some uh, hash ones here. Um, some more hash, uh, so many hash, so many hash. We got more. Uh, all this for 70 bucks, which is unbelievable. I'm just dropping stuff, and they're unbelievable condition, too. This guy took unbelievable care of them. Um, one more Dominic Kashuk in the goat head here. Uh, and then we have uh, a few more LaFontaine's and a Mogilny, um, here too. So I'll show you guys those real quick. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, we got a Mogilny right there, and another La Fontaine right there, uh, in the old original blue and gold jersey. So, uh, an absolute steal, if you ask me. A killer deal. Uh, for 70 bucks, how can you go wrong? Uh, so that's my bright spot, uh, as a Buffalo Sabres fan, isn't able to get all that stuff, uh, for such a killer deal. It's 70 bucks for nine of them. So, uh, with that, guys, being said, guys, I'll hang up and listen. One last comment here from Mer- Paramount Pictures Has Tuck gotten an A on his sweater? I thought I saw one. I am not sure. Maybe, um, he definitely deserves it. We all know that's guy that guy's probably the captain, uh, next season. So, uh, I think that's almost a foregone conclusion. How do you give it to anybody else but you know, Alex Tuck? To me, you know, it's a no-brainer. So I'll hang up and listen. Remember, this has been brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on uh, Georgian Boulevard. Get over there for your, all your game night, game day needs. Uh, tell them to go at least Mike from Trainwreck Sports sent you. And you guys have a great night, great day, rest of your Monday. Um, and, again, remember to uh, – if I will post it. I've already posted it, but if you want to help the people of Ukraine – Uh, or the people of Poland that are taking in refugees with, you know, obviously having more mouths to feed that costs more money, donate money. I will post the links along with this episode on this live feed tweet here. And the, uh, when I post this again later on uh, in the audio, or if you want to check my tweets from yesterday on both my, uh, the two goalies on Mike and my own personal page, check it out. Um, Please do all you can to help the people of Ukraine, uh, people of Poland and please end the violence end this war Um, stand with Ukraine because their people are fighting for their lives every single day. Uh, I saw a very moving, moving sign during a protest yesterday. It was uh, if Russia stops, uh, stops fighting, the war is over. If we stop fighting, There's no more Ukraine, something along those lines. I might be misquoting it, but it was very moving, very deep uh, sign that somebody had during a protest. And people are protesting all over the world, all over the country, all over the world, even in Russia. Nobody wants this war. This is a Putin war. He is a war criminal. Uh, He With lies of neo-Nazism against a Jewish leader in Ukraine, which makes zero sense. Uh, You know, guys, nothing but lie to his people from the beginning of this. And um, it needs to end. Somebody needs to end it. We need peace and I just I'm sick and tired of going online or watching on the news and seeing people you know losing their lives, having to fight for their lives and you know they're inspirational. People in Ukraine are absolutely inspirational with this fight they've been able to put up with against a superpower like Russia. And uh, it is truly inspiring, and I I I I think about this I've, a lot every day since this all since the invasion first began. And my thoughts are with them. And if you can donate any money to help them, the people that have been displaced in Ukraine, uh, lost their homes, or you know, staying with the you know people in Poland or in other countries, please do what you can to donate. There are a lot of there are a lot of foundations that will match you dollar for dollar, even up to a million dollars. Um, I've donated myself money myself too. So, uh, do what you can. Uh, I, I suggest the ones that will match your donation dollar for dollar. So, uh, with that being said, guys, I'll hang up and listen and you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday and, uh, check out, be, stay tuned for the next episode of two goals. I'm like, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Is One Mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button. So whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And of course, can you give us a five-star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey podcasting. Does go a long way and we really do appreciate it. And we appreciate you for listening. And while you're at it, Please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with Trainwreck Sports Network and, of course, Dean Blundell's podcasting network. Guys have a ton of great content, great podcasts uh, for you to listen to. No matter what, like your forte is, what sport it is, or just you know music. You know, I know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms. So make sure you check that out. And thank you for listening. And you guys have a great day.